Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrand, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duren, Daniel, and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on here at this little pod. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Dricker, Drunken History Podcast. Look at me. Oh, you are drunk. Already right? drunk. Um, your weekly dose of the dairy state, of course. Uh, we are your hosts, I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we are talking about something that's truly Wisconsin, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, like it doesn't get more in Wisconsin than this. Right? Yeah. Uh, so we are discussing malted milk. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was created right here. It yeah. was actually started. I mean... Kind of Chicago businessman, but obviously came to Wisconsin. Cheaper sure. to live. We gotta Easier have, to make a fact. Right? You gotta have more some, milk. You gotta have some businessmen to there's, start. There's more udders in Wisconsin. Way there's more. not a lot in Chicago. Maybe we there are, are some udders. I don't want to talk about these kind. Though. We are the udder capital of the, the whole <laughs> United States. It's great. Top so we're going to talk about that and the history and the, um, I guess the the positives and negatives of it, maybe even we'll jump yeah, into. Yeah, I mean it's, so it's, it's pretty, pretty cool gr- stuff. I'm a huge fan of malt. Oh yeah. I mean like ice cream and malted malts and in oh, general. Yeah. Oh my god, tasty stuff. Oh yeah. We also have great Wisconsin music from a band called Fox. Had to feature them. Yeah. Amazing band. D- yeah, and, and it's um, just so it's like a it's like a conglomeration of multiple genres. Oh hell yeah! It's so good. So, it's okay. it's unlike. It's been on my list for a long time, and I'm glad we're finally doing it. It's it's unlike some of uh, some other stuff, but you know we've played bands similar, but um, really awesome music. Hey, we're gonna bother you again really quick. If you could give us a review, you know, like, rate, subscribe, all that kind of junk, um, really helps us out. Uh, you can also find us at wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, you can access our Patreon and our T Public and all that other kind of stuff it's, right there. It's direct funded right to the boys. Yeah, it helps us out a lot. Honestly, all the money goes back to all the stuff. And honestly, like it was funny, we were talking today, like uh, the bands we feature because we have copyright. You know, because like a lot of these, it actually goes back to the mu- like the music when we get a shitload of listens. Yeah, which is awesome. Like that's the whole point. I mean, it was more of a hobby for us. So this is a way you can help us out where we can get a little bit of money. To help oh yeah, us out. it's huge. So. So, we'll, uh, yeah, if you could do that, uh, any one of those things is is great for us uh, and, and would help just further everything along. And uh, let's go ahead and jump right in. We've got malted milk. This is crazy. Uh, obviously, you know, it's totally Wisconsin oh, in, in not, the idea that I we're, mean, we're talking dairy, dairy, right? A hundred percent. I mean, like when you when it comes to milk in the state, we used to be one of the greatest producers. Obviously, California is a larger size, so they are a higher producer. A lot of the yeah. family farms are kind of going away. It's kind of that mass farming now. Well, now you know? yeah, I was just going to say, now it's really, yeah, it's, it's the big production type farm that's and, uh, and huge operation. And even like the mom and pops now, like you'll see a sign on front of their house with the brand that they're actually making milk right. for, like Foremost. Foremost. Or, yeah, they're probably the two common ones. Golden Gersney used to be one of them. Obviously, they're not around anymore, thanks to a goddamn freaking private equity that actually capsized one of my businesses i worked at so i don't want to tell their name because i don't want to get sued or anything but yeah it's just a really cool thing and um i'm going to talk about it right now and so we talked about on the last episode how i didn't get a chance to do a lot of research on this one so i'm actually referencing an article from uh, wisconsin 101 on this one to kind of give you guys the overview of what happened how malted milk became a thing in our state yeah it was founded in 1873 under the name J&W Horlick Company, the Horlick's Malted Milk Company. It was actually a creation of two brothers, William and James Horlick. Obviously, the name Horlick. Kind of <laughs> yeah, Horlick High is yeah. over like near uh, uh, Racine or, or Kenosha. Yeah, or something it's like going to be in Racine. And the company specialized in producing malted milk as a nutritional supplement in various forms. Um, simple powdered uh, malted milk to a special tablets called diastoids. Yeah. And these are actually uh, a diastic enzyme that breaks starches down into a sugar. 
So it's actually like a sugar malt, almost yeah. a sugar starch malt. Which and is actually, cool, yeah. you could probably use it for brewing, honestly. Like it would ferment. It's a fermentable sugar, right? So you could probably, we should probably try some uh, Horlick we could, brew. We, we should, should try probably be scientists for a second. Get yeah. something going, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And the company was originally incorporated in 1873. And actually, the shitty, the shitty, shitty of Chicago, yeah, that's Chicago, Illinois. Um, James and William and their wives, Margaret and Arabella, were the original stockholders for the f- uh, fledging company. When James then became president and William took over the role as treasurer and vice president, James would later return to his home country of England and actually establish a place there as well. Wow. Which actually Horlick can still be found today in the UK. You can actually still get Horlick products. Wow. And you can get them on Amazon too. I mean, I think they're shipped from the UK. Like if you go on Amazon So you're right definitely now, not getting two-day free prime on that. No, no. I mean, no. maybe they stock it in their warehouse. That's possibly. doubtful, but possibly. Yeah. And actually, while well, Williams actually stayed home and he was going to manage the original company, which actually moved to Racine, Wisconsin in 1875, yeah. where they became the big dog and leader in uh, Racine. Yeah. And he, I mean, Racine has kind of a, a food industry uh, at that time, too. So they're just kind of like mean, that area has been like a production for a lot of things, to be honest. Like when you think about it, like we literally like you call Detroit the Motor City, but Kenosha. Motor City. It yeah. should have been called Motor City. I mean, so many cars are produced there yep. from Nash to AMC, which we will cover in future. Oh, episodes. yeah, absolutely. Um, the Horlicks malted milk had an enormous impact on the region around Racine and beyond. The milk was used in production needed to be high quality so that the end product was safe for consumers. Obviously, milk can spoil. Not good. I mean, you can get some bacteria that might... Uh, that, that could totally disrupt your whole system. Yeah. It might cock brazen your stomach. Oh, it'll... It'll wreck you. That'll cock brazen you. Cock brazen. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously like the obviously the milk standards um, and milk-borne illnesses were very common at the time period. There wasn't like the health standards we have today. Yeah, and, and the, the, the whole method of, of pasteurizing... Yeah. Wasn't totally like here yet, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, with Pasture obviously coming up with this, and then UW Madison, and they're like, Big. we talked, if you haven't had a chance, you got to go and check over our Poor Historians podcast. The poor we historians, actually yeah. discussed some of this, how uh, yep. a lot of this came about. Um, the coagulation and vitamin K, and we talked about milk and milk production. That was a really fun episode. It too. was very fun. Yeah. So while also designing special steel containers to preserve the product, and they also established qualities for the milk that was actually being used. Obviously, when you get milk, there's different grades of milk you can get. Yes. So this was like like top dog. Isn't it like grade D is like... Yeah, you know, I don't think it's grade D. I think there is an A, B, C, D. It's kind of like eggs, too. You know, like yeah. they have a grading system. And That's I think true. it's just, I'm thinking of grade D eggs, I think is what I'm thinking Yeah, of. and I mean, like with milk, I mean, it, it depends on diet and stuff that is actually making the quality of milk better or worse for, or like... For the, 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 the cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. What Not they're my digesting. diet. Yeah, no. Because that's good. terrible. I would create okay. grade Z. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a garbage can. Yeah, I, 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 like, yeah. I don't say no to pretty much anything. So Horlicks also used so much milk that the local dairy farmers in Wisconsin needed to expand their herds in order to keep up with demand. I mean, this was kind of the boom of dairy farms. We talked about the breadbasket of Wisconsin switching over to dairy, obviously, because the wheat was wheat production was lowering. Obviously, we, yeah. we depleted our soils. So milk became a huge thing in Wisconsin, which is great that they came to Wisconsin, yeah. right? Really cool that there's that... Uh that that you know the the demand you know drives that production and so they actually boosted everything around them industry wise in order to keep up with their demand for this malted product yeah i mean think how many farmers probably got a job from horlicks you know how how many of them had to you know increase the the uh, amount ahead that they have you know at their at their dairy operation just in order to to keep up and, and give them more milk for this product is is that's awesome so not just like obviously there's milk that goes into it, but there's also other things like barley and that was actually being sourced from farms in minnesota dakotas and wisconsin and then turned into a malt by near nearby malting companies and we actually have a quite a few we have one of the best which is a uh, breeze in Chilton, Brees. wisconsin which is a huge malting beer conglomerate yeah. I mean, which is really cool we get i mean we were getting that product as well too back when we were doing a little bit yeah of i've always wanted to go on a tour there i hope one day we can i hope they'll take the wdh boys and send us on just out. give us a little uh, tour so horlicks wheat came from another region across um it was processed in minnesota and after developing their chocolate recipe because they also offered cocoa mm. which is good too <laughs> tasty <laughs> yeah horlicks began to import cocoa from the tropics so they were a big importer of cocoa for another cacao recipe. cacao if you will yeah 
That's pretty rad. Yeah. So while Horlicks was growing in the Midwest operations, the Williams brother James had returned to England in 1892 to establish a factory in Slough, uh, just west of London. The new Horlicks branch served not just not just the English market, but also an entirely British empire. Horlicks malted milk products were now being carried in most corners of the world from Ireland, Italy, Hawaiian Islands, India, Southeast Asia, and Belgian Congo, which... Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was a Belgian Congo. Well, it's the Congo. It was under uh, Belgian rule. Well... That rules. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Europeans, we're we're pretty used to settling everywhere. <laughs> to be honest. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not proud of some of my uh, ancestral roots. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actions of those you know in the past. They did some greasy stuff. Greasy it stuff. stuff. It was a little grease. Bunch it was a little of, slick back. Bunch of drunk bastards <laughs> yeah. slicking their ass hairs. Just, back. Dr- just drinking brews and freaking taking over lands, man. That's just wow. how, you know that's how it goes. Bad shit. So Horlick's malted milk tablets were even brought along uh, on several dangerous expeditions, including the Richard Byrd's uh, second expedition to the South Pole, where it was actually a good source of nutrient for him. I would have been, And yeah. it can hold, it can, it can, you know, because it is malted and dehydrated, it can last a long time and it has a lot of nutrients in it. It's rich in like vitamins. So Probably it's, fills you up pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I haven't chugged milk in a long time, but if you chug milk, you throw up because yeah, Easily. It, it fills you up pretty quick. Yep. And your stomach's like, F this, bro. Like Got to evacuate. Ejection. Ejection. And it also was on the second highest mountain in the Himalayas. Um, perhaps most famously, all those who served Queen Elizabeth II's coronation in 1953 were given free bottles of the tablet. So it was actually like a pretty big deal. Pretty tasty. And everybody yeah. was like... You got to try this. We're going to give you one for free. It's like those those uh, greasy fucking infomercials where they're like, if you call right now within the next 10 minutes, we're going to give you your first bottle free. You get some diastoids on the side. Yeah. Call now 1-800-DIASTOID. This thing is going to number. destroy your toids. <laughs> it's going to wreck your roids, toids. <laughs> but in 1975, after nearly 90 years of operation in Racine, the Horlick plant did shut down in Wisconsin. Yeah. The, the one in and it went all the way up until 1975 and was a large producer and it actually has a parent company the GlaxoSmithKline and if oh, you yeah, tra- sure. yeah and if you travel abroad in like the United Kingdom you can still find Horlick products and if you go on Amazon you can buy it uh, it's two day prime I think actually which is crazy let's try it I know we well, gotta order some Horlicks but you know what I mean when it comes to malt I mean Eric do you love malt malt Oh like, yeah, like ice cream and absolutely. Okay, because I'm a huge love... malt consumer, and I'm like, <laughs> I think that's why I had a feature this one. Like, it's kind of a brief history of malt. Yeah, but I'm really proud that Racine, Wisconsin, is the malt home. You know, if you will. And it's, I mean, it, just the the history of it alone is uh, is neat. And then thinking uh, of of how how important this gentleman was in the Racine area, that uh, a school is named after him as well. And uh, you know, that's something that. You know, we briefly kind of glossed over, but it's really neat to know that uh, he was such a contributor to that community that uh, that they decided to name uh, the Horlick High School after him. Yeah, and you know, you can buy like um uh, like light malt extract and dark malt extract to buy beer, and we actually owe a lot of our beer cons- like you know our beer making to you know Horlick himself. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, like you can buy it actually a kind of a conglomerate into containers so you can make beer with it. And it's like it's kind of like more of a syrup. You're not doing it the true way where you actually you know what I'm talking about, like steeping yes. grains where it's like a lot of work. Yeah. It's like you can just buy the extract, put it right into water and boil the sucker, you know. Which you know would probably a lot easier. It would be a lot easier, <laughs> but I don't know that you get the same result. You know, I, I we we had such great beers by doing the steeping yeah, and pulling um, the bag up and down. Basically, you're steeping it like tea. I mean, for us, because we're homebrewers, we didn't want to do a lot of cleaning. We did the one barrel method, you know. Yeah. So we put basically like, a giant mesh tea bag. Yeah, that's all goes into the 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 kettle first because then it, it catches all of the grain and the malt, uh, and so you're you're really just brewing out all the sugars there. Yeah, and by lifting it up and down, you're letting all those sugars seep yeah. through the grain into the water, so you're getting that nice liquid. Mm-hmm. It makes a really good malty beer. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just so cool that we're seeing just another really cool thing that started here in Wisconsin that not a lot of people know about, right? Exactly, yeah, and it's a, a neat piece of history, and if you get a chance to do, you know, any any amount of research on your own, I'm sure there's uh, YouTube videos that are... Oh, there's uh, a lot more on the topic. Yeah. It's just it's just hard to cover that when you don't want to bore people to death, so you got to sum it down to 15 minutes, and that's what right. we found with this podcast. It's really hard, and I always struggle. Like, the last one, I spent days researching, and I had to sum it down to 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's the thing. It's is you, just unreal. You kind of got, you know, I we've got their attention for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 
And then, you know, that's just for that history portion. And then we kind of switch it up, which is nice. You know, it's a good a good balance, I think. Yeah, and I think, like, we wanted to do all-encompassing, which is nice because we get, like, a music... You get a music break, right? Like, you don't want to hear us talking for freaking yeah, an don't, hour, right? And, and don't come to this podcast to, to write your college papers on anything because no, we I mean, are not that scholarly. No, we're definitely not historians, and we're not scholared in history. I mean, yeah. I'm an engineer, Sturge. You, you, I'm a salesman. Yeah, you're a salesman, and you're a marketing. Yeah, you're a marketing expert. I'm yeah. more of the engineering side of things. So yeah. a lot of this is actually con- like basically compiled by multiple sources. Yeah, this one we use Wisconsin 101 um, at the EDU is an educational site yep. that I reference, and I thought it was kind of the most some down version that I could come up with and we referenced a lot from this article you're probably going to be some of its word for word to be honest oh, yeah. it's really summed down perfectly to the it point really where is. like it's you almost get 10, like our script you know yeah you can get 10 to 15 minutes because like I went through probably 10 sites and uh, if, if anyone ever wants re- the references to we keep all of them. Yeah. I keep every single reference if you ever want to do more digging on your own we definitely encourage it because yeah. when it comes to Wisconsin there's no shortage of history and we will not stop making these episodes yep you got it you're stuck with us yep all right, so on to our Wisconsin music segment. We've got a band called Fox. That's P H O X. Amazing band from Baraboo, Wisconsin. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a it's like a conglomeration of multiple genres. Like you're getting some bluegrass, you get a little bit of indie, you're getting that alternative, but you're also getting that really soulful, soulful. vocals yeah. from uh, Monica Martin, who's the lead vocalist. And I heard this band and. You know, it's funny. I didn't get a response back, but I'm like, we got to feature them. We'll take, we know what, we'll take the spanking later. I, I just yeah. want you guys to hear this. Like, it's just incredible. Right. And it's not like they're not going to get the, like, anything back from this because any listens we get go back to them. Well, right? we, I bought, mean, it's, we bought the tunes. So we bought, we bought the album. They're, they're getting, they're getting the money for that. And, uh, and then obviously, yeah, anything that's, more airtime for them. I know. Is, it's just like great. huge exposure. I mean, like we're getting overseas audiences and stuff. And like, you know, we want to showcase our music here because like we have some of the most eclectic, amazing music in Wisconsin. So really you can great see musicians. 134 episodes and more, including some of the specials we did with music. Yeah. I mean, just a, a number of bands from Wisconsin. They're just incredible. Yeah. This was one we had to feature, right? It just had to be done. You know, I reached out. I don't think their social media accounts is like super active. Well, because they're, you know, so they did disband in 2016. Oh, maybe that's why they're not reaching out anymore. That's what I mean is I think, I think really all we're experiencing with, with them not getting back to us is the fact that nobody's really monitoring those accounts. Maybe. And I I think Fox was actually on tiny desk on NPR too. Probably. I'm pretty sure they were. I mean, those tiny desk concerts are fucking awesome. I know it's so good. And like, they're just one of those bands and from Baraboo nonetheless, which, you know, you hear Baraboo is a circus town, but it's not really the largest town in the world. No. To be honest, like you think it'd be large because when, when you think about Baraboo, you think about all the circus history and all that, yeah. but it's actually not highly populated. No, and it's uh, even like the town square is only like a block. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a few crazy. Blo- it's a few blocks and that's all you really get. Yeah. But like when you think of Baraboo, Wisconsin, you think of circus, you think of Al Ringling. and Or even, even just like Dells. You think it's right up there by the Dells. So a lot of people just know it as a, a town that's... You know, I'll pass right through it on my way, you know, up north, and that's it, you know. Uh, really, it's a really nice small town. Yeah, um, for sure. And, I mean, like, you got Devil's Lake nearby. So yeah. a lot of people go to Devil's Lake and then go to Baraboo after to get lunch or something. Yep. But, man, I cannot recommend this band more. Fox, amazing. Eric, yeah. what song did we choose? Because we had to go through the whole album. We, yeah, a <laughs> couple so, albums. What we, song did you choose in the end? So uh, what we went with was a, a song called Slow Motion, and... Uh, this one is uh, one of the more uh, popular tracks on uh, their on this album for this iTunes you know download or whatever. But um, it's it just a really cool track. I think both of us uh, instantly with the uh, with the the drum beat opening the song. Uh, both of us got hooked right away. Oh yeah, and there's um, just so much going on. Like there's just so many different things. There's, I think there's even like a banjo. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm pretty sure it's like a banjo. There's like almost a bluegrass roots it's in just this one. You something know? about like, that intro is yeah, just, for it's sure. really good. It's it, and it maybe it's not even the drums. It's it's something. You know, we're not professionals for crying out loud by any means. Um, we give probably some of the worst reviews uh, uh, in terms of like uh, uh, you know vocabulary used and descriptions and stuff. We're I just, mean, the problem is like we get so liquored up that sometimes things slip I out that are find so words. stupid. Yeah. I mean, like it's unreal. But again, this is Fox. Check them out. Grab some of their albums. Here's Fox. Wow. Everything I do, I do in slow motion. I don't know what 
What a soulful outro! What a what it's just a, vi- a beautiful song to you. You know, it it's just felt kinda, so angelic. It did. Yeah. You know, it's just inc- incredible vocals, very soulful, like a mix of different genres coming together. Just a cool band yeah. from Baraboo. I think, and like you said too, the the mix of uh, the banjo in there too is is like so subtle, but uh, just like 
it, it helps move the track so well. Um, and it's and it's the depth of of the track, you know. The, oh yeah, the, the multiple I mean, layers going on yeah. at the same time, like the clean claps, like just the whistles. Like yeah, you, yeah, amazing. that was one thing that you kept talking about before uh, when we were first listening to some of these. Because how many clap traps have we recorded? Yeah, a they, million. The, you know, they're not the cleanest thing usually. That was like really. It clean takes you clap. like twenty tracks. To oh get yeah, it. dude, just sitting by a mic. Yeah. Yep. You remember that? Just and, sitting and by a mic. all four of you have to be directly on. And, and oh, for sure. You know, if with, you're off, you definitely hear it. In the well, then music. yeah, so we had to redo it a few times, a million times. So. <laughs> on this, in, in that one, we recorded on the same board as uh, Guns and Roses. G and R, yeah, dude. That one was fun. Um, so Shouldn't Fox, definitely check it out. Uh, all of the tracks are just as infectious and, and as good as that one. So. Let's go on to our beer segment, Wisconsin Beer Review. This one is uh, New Barron's Brewing Co-op, which um, is right down there in the Bayview area, right as soon as you get off the highway, um, Lapham and Beecher. You can uh, uh, take a right uh, at the at the thing, and then like there's this new restaurant depot where you can buy a bunch of really cheap restaurant stuff. It's like meant for restaurants to be able to go buy, you know, a bunch of different shit. Stainless steel shit. Yeah. And, um, it's right there and it's, and, uh, really cool little neighborhood. Uh, once you get down to the next block to you're at, at, uh, KK. So, so Eric, I got to ask you, do you like Corona's and like the Mexican Pacificos beers yes. like that? Modelo's? Yeah. Dosa Keys and Modelo's. This one is one that they made paying homage to these beers called behind. Yep. And it actually has a butt on it. A nice with, buttocks. Yeah. It's a nice buttocks with uh keys, a little, uh, Yellow pants going on. They got the Amarillo, well, Amarillo pants, who pantalones. Was it? The 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 classic Bruce Springsteen album when he had that. Yeah, for like, sure. Like his T-shirt tucked in his back pocket and shit. And they got like a rock hands can and the then nice also, tight buns. And obviously they got you got to have the beer with the little lime on there. They got there oh, in a yeah. cup. They got you know what I mean. He's like, got his little carabiner with the with the keys on the pocket too. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, the first time. I mean this is amazing that they redid like a Mexican style lager. Like I'm a huge fan of Mexican style lagers. When I go to a Mexican summer, restaurant, I overindulge. I'm gonna be honest. I push that lime in there and just suck that sucker back. You know <laughs> what are you talking about? Just, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's getting wild. <laughs> I just push that fucking thing in there and then I sucker. I just suck that fucking Corona down. <laughs> I suck that baby dry. <laughs> Nice long neck. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it got kind of uh, interesting. Ugly. That right? got ugly. There it got interesting. But uh, behind the beer is actually brewed in honor of uh, the badasses in the service uh, industry. The, this Mexican style longer mm-hmm. is crisp, pale, and finishes slightly sweet. Inspired our co-founder and industry vet, Heidi Delabor. This beer is intended to be enjoyed by all. Cheers. Yeah, and you know what's really cool Salute, is if you will. We, we know a, a good friend of ours who's uh, kind of been in the service industry for quite a long time uh, in that same neighborhood uh, down in Bayview. Um, Alex Mylink, also yeah, of yeah. Uh, Telethon uh, and Brave U. Um, he was uh, working at like Benelux and stuff for the longest time, was manager there and uh, and bartender extraordinaire. This guy can serve up, uh, serve up a cocktail. He's great. But he also then uh, transitioned over to uh, his, his own little uh, thing called Bolo Boys, which is they actually brew uh, kombucha. And you can find that at, at all these different local Bayview restaurants like Benelux, where they actually use the kombucha to make hard cocktails. Cool. Which is rad. And then now Alex is also working at Bavette. He's like the the restaurant manager for oh, Bavette. Cool. Uh, um, it's like a butcher shop. I mean, really good fresh meats and, and, a, and a restaurant there, too. So we know a few people in this industry that, uh, hey, they deserve a salute. And, and oh, what yeah. better salute, way than... Holmes. You know, to brew a fucking sick ass Mexican style lager. I mean, for me, like I can definitely drink some Mexican lager. This one maybe not identical to like your Corona you're getting, or maybe your Pacifico or Modelo. It kind of yeah. has more of a multi flavor to me. Like it does me, have me it does have that like base malt that you're getting when you're drinking those Mexican beers. Maybe not exactly the carbonation, or you know, see that's you hit on it right there when you said first the malty the aspect where this is definitely a little more malty more full-bodied is what i should say then the carbonation aspect this is definitely a little less carbonated than you know your coronas your uh dosa keys your uh 
you Modelo, yeah, uh, not it, like the amber Modelo, just like standard Modelo. Yeah, and you know the one thing with like the beers I make them, the Mexican beers for me is having those like bottles that are see through or like a clearer color. Yeah, that allows the light penetration and allowing those tannins to get released, kind of giving it a little bit of a skunk. skunkier. Yeah, and I kind of like that uh, to be honest. Like yeah. in, especially in the summertime, like you said. This one definitely doesn't have it. It's canned, obviously. It's kind of more crafted. It has more of a multi flavor. I really like it. It's just, it, it, I think it pays homage because it has the same flavor. Right? This with a with a lime wedge. Oh yeah, maybe it and add a, little a little salt more. on yeah. that rim. I think it would be actually great. Um, I think it definitely has. I'm, def- and I'm not saying this is bad. No, what, it's what I really meant good. Was, um, it's just a little more maltier well, than and, I'm used to. And I think you know when when I do drink uh, like a Corona. I love putting the lime wedge in. That's great. I love that. And then the the nice thing is, is it just kind of goes down really smooth, but I, but it it's almost a little too smooth. That uh, like you said, we kind of overindulge. Yeah. This for one, sure. I feel like it would be harder to do that. I would feel a little bit more fulfilled drinking this with that lime wedge in it. I don't have yeah. a lime wedge for us you, now, but you know what's really cool? This is like your transitional Mexican beer in the fall because it's a little thicker. Yeah. It has like a little bit thicker, That's a good smoother point. flavor. It's like a fall Mexican beer. You, <laughs> you go from like you know? July and August drinking like Corona and Dosa Keys, Modelo, then all of a sudden you hit September hit the, and you're get like... Get the behind. Get the behind. The it's going to help you out a little bit. It's a little more smoother, a little more full. It's going to help you out. Full-bodied. Um, but yeah, you know, when I was in Mexico, I, you know, I had a lot of the beers down there. Obviously, one of my favorite was Indio. It's one of the Indio's a good one. And like they had Ray, which is in Monterey. Actually, Monterey is the home of Tapo Chico, and I know we drink yes. some Tapo Chico seltzers once in a while here. It's the home and just, and just Tapo Chico's every once in a while, just like regular like seltzer water. I drive past the factory most every day when I was down there for months yeah. when I was actually working. And Ray there. is a good one. Um, it's good. It's hard to find here, and Indio is. is very hard to find too. Um, when we, you when you go to like uh the like places like Discount Liquor, a lot of times they'll carry it. I have had no luck almost at all with uh, like Total Wine with getting any of those those the, deeper ones. But like Discount Liquor, every once in a while, for some reason, they just have the connection, man. Like yeah, they, and and even some of your your small town, like the Muskego one that I would go to all the time, that was right downtown. Um, well, downtown. Muskego doesn't really have a downtown per se, but it was right off of Janesville uh, over by Nico's Cafe. I, I don't remember the actual name of the liquor store. I think it was probably just Muskego Liquor. But anyway, they always used to have just kind of like these random Mexican ones too that I would try because they, I mean, again, they're a light beer that, that is absolutely fantastic. And it and like you said, the skunkier um, flavor actually is nice. Like, oh, wait, for sure. Those. I like, I actually enjoy those. It was funny with uh, when I was in Mexico, like, Everyone used to call me Gail because, like, I looked like Gail Garcia Bernal. I guess I, I don't, I don't even know what I, that is. Yeah, he's like an actor. He was in E2, Mama Tambien, and um, E2, he was yeah. He was actually in the one with Will Ferrell where he was like the Spanish settler. Yeah, it's what me was that tierra. called? It's me tierra. I remember they that kept one. saying the land. He, like yeah. he speaks the worst Spanish. Will Ferrell, by the way, I am the liquor. I am the liquor. I am the land. <laughs> um, but you're right, though. I mean these uh, these beers are cool. Uh, and and great sessionable beers generally in the in the summer, uh, hitting hitting the boat. There's nothing better than hitting the boat and and having a bunch of Coronas oh, or no. something. I mean that is absolutely the it's, like that's the fucking life. It's so light and crisp and just clean. And you put a lime in there, it's like adds sprite. another yeah, adds another flavor to it. You, you know? know how Sprite is just so refreshing. Like you know, water's great. Like if you're parched water. But if you're like you're you're hydrated, you're good. But it's a hot day. Having a fucking sprite or a seven up is so crisp and refreshing. Oh man. my god, yes. And uh, you know we take that for granted now because we like booze. But in reality, <laughs> what's more refreshing than a fucking sprite or a seven up? But yeah, definitely go and check. Or this Sierra one Mist. Oh, I agree. I mean, Sierra those Mist are like is, those I are kind mean, of my go tos. Honestly, they're a little sweet. They got the carbonation. You know, they're not like dehydrating. Great. Great. But yeah, again, check this one out. It's behind Mexican style lager from uh, New Barons Co-op. Amazing beer, amazing style. And uh, yeah, this one was a 5.5% ABV, 20 IBU, so low on the IBU scale. Yeah. Not very bitter. It's just a really good multi flavor. Yeah, and, grab and a, I, I recommend it. Grab a lime wedge, throw it in this baby. Suck yeah, it let back. us know. We didn't have a lime wedge today, but yeah. definitely let us know what you guys think. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks. You know what time it is. Eric, macho this mock. 
It's helping. time to get dirty. It's How many locals? locals cream of the crop. Rise right to the top. Um, so this one is uh, titled a Milwaukee man passed out in some bushes after getting hammered at a Brewers game back in September. He promptly woke up, broke into the stadium and robbed the team's clubhouse. So Sturge, have you ever dove into a bush and I'm not talking about? The Bush at Miller no. Stadium while you were drunk? No. <laughs> no? Yeah, um, not. For fun. Like, just like, I, sometimes I would do these, like, half front flips. I can't do a full front into flip. Into bushes? But I would do it into nice. a bush, and it was it looked pretty cool, and people were always just kind of like, oh, that's crazy. You're you know? covered in juniper and smell like exactly. a Exactly. Freaking... <laughs> you smell like a piece of shit. Yeah. You smell like freaking pine tire. Yeah. You smell like fucking gin. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. So this one... Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a scarier common feeling than waking up after a blackout drunk uh, only to realize that you did uh, after you sober... Uh, what you did. What you did after you sober up. Uh, maybe you mistakenly met up with an ex. Hmm? What if you lost your phone or wallet? It's possible you DM'd your boss um, you know, and said something really stupid at 3 a.m. Um, for this 25-year-old Milwaukee man, his drunken adventure found him breaking into the brewer's... Uh, uh, ballpark, which is now AmFam Field, just after hours, uh, and and uh, he, he's just completely fucked. I think it was a double header. It says, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and honestly, a double header. Like, can you imagine drinking at two straight uh, uh, Brewers games? You and I have been to Brewers games. You and I have been drunk at Brewers games. One. Dude, one in a day. I, and opening day. Nothing. Nothing beats the drunk on opening day. Like you are just tailgating for oh, four yeah. hours you have that one person that d- doesn't get to drink and they're pissed off because like you yeah. have to be the dd because you get so fucked yeah. up eating brats and just sipping brews just yeah sucking back fucking hot brats and cold potato salad and shit oh, hell yeah that person yeah they they clearly they don't they don't ever get to partake and have the same fun but it's nice you know if you switch that up every year um uh, give that guy a break the next year and let him fucking get hammered that kind of thing so we're all all guilty of having fun and uh, and and enjoying a little too much at at uh, you know the Miller Park slash Amfam Field, um, so here here's the little description here: a 25 year old Milwaukee man has been charged with felony burglary after uh, admitting to stealing items from the Brewers Clubhouse uh, that was at uh, Amfam Field last year. He stole shit from Bernie, dude. Yeah, dude, this guy's a dick. This guy said he drank at least 10 beers before leaving the stadium. Passed out in some bushes outside the stadium. I don't even know where there's bushes at the stadium, to be honest. Uh, yeah, um, he, he found bushes. Like, he just, like, magically I think he appeared. planted some fucking bushes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they grew because... He went and got a Menards <laughs> truck. He rented it for $19.99. F- got some fucking bushes from their bush department and fucking planted them. Took the truck back. Got back and to, to Miller Park and slash Ampham. Dove in them. He went through all that fucking work just to do that. I mean, there are bushes, but it's not like... I mean, they're, they're kinda, outside. They're kind of by the fence line. Yeah, they're, they're like, way they're not, they're not, like, close to the stadium. Yeah. So, I guess when he eventually woke up, the guy stated that he had walked up to the door of the stadium, began pulling on it until it opened. Damn, he must have pulled hard. I, yeah, because I'm guessing they locked those. I've done I, that. Okay. I've, I've been there when it's after hours. Um, I'm guessing it's on, on, an, staff, on like dude. not a game day because they have an ATM there because they got security and staff too. And of so, course, I somebody's mean, driving like, around yeah, it all for times sure. too. So it's it's weird, you know, how he was just able to fucking pull the door until it opened. But uh, dude, this guy's fucking macho. He's a he's macho, fucking dude. macho man. He fucking dude. ripped the goddamn glass right out of the thing. Take this. Beer. Um, yeah. He then found his way to the Brewers clubhouse, which uh, what we're talking about is actually where the players go like oh, wow. where they, this they, wasn't bernie's this wasn't bernie's slide no. clubhouse no no and this isn't like just the team store i've always or wanted like to that. slide down that fucking slide though if i was drunk That'd enough i'd probably go up there and do it why not if i was that fucked there's a up. nice staircase right to it is there oh yeah, if man you, if you I, go out to the outfield and you sit out there by the flagpoles that's how you get up there so i was lucky enough at lakefront when before they closed it down i got to slide down the old school from uh, miller stadium i never got the slide but which was the, awesome. the chalet is still uh, actually there. was it wasn't even Miller Stadium. It was before Miller Stadium. Well, it was um, County Park. County Park. Yeah, yeah, I went. I got to slide down that bastard County Lakefront Stadium. before they stopped doing that, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So when I went to Lakefront for the first time, obviously I had Did a bunch of Lakefront. I had had Lakefront beers, mm-hmm. but by the time I actually physically got to Lakefront to do the tour and everything, all they had was the chalet. Uh, that you and then the staircase goes down to the to the shop floor. Oh, okay. So there was no there was no slide, but. 
Um, it's if cool you to ever have get, the original one. That's there. what that's what's awesome, and people have signed it. Like as like people that were on the tour, they'd actually like use a marker or a pen to kind of like cement their their name and history in the Brewer Chalet because you actually get to walk it's, through the chalet. Do you remember how drunk I was on my birthday when we went to Fort Collins? I went on the slide at oh god at, at uh, freaking New Belgium. New, New Belgium. Yeah, yeah at the, there's a slide at the end of the tour if you go to New Belgium. I didn't throwing go it to, out there. It's kind of a breaking I didn't go down the slide. But, I uh, went on the slide because I was fucking remember, thrashed. Remember how absolutely annihilated um, Mike's girlfriend was? Oh, yeah. She, because obviously marijuana is legal in Colorado. And when we went out People there. People were eating fucking peach rings and shit. Yeah, we. drinking weed coffee we partook, and shit. We partook probably a little too much because we were out of towners. And uh, at the dispensaries out there, the flower shops, if you will, they are, for out of towners, you uh, have a, a daily limit that you can buy. And you can't surpass that. So your ideas run, so they know exactly the amount milligram-wise that you bought in, like, edibles and flour and stuff. That uh, Katie had, had bought, you know, plenty of, of edibles. Fucking peachy rings, we, like Reese's She was, cups. like, eating peach rings in the back seat, and I, I kept being like, you know those are, like, five milligrams of peach, yeah, homie. Like, you're going to be fucking flying, thrashed. bro. So that, I just thought that was really funny because she was... Uh, she she didn't go on the tour Dude, with us. Remember, was, she just sat on the bench. Oh yeah. Do you remember how crazy things got to? Because like you go in there, it's like a doctor. You tell them what's ailing you, and they can like pick out the right one for they you. They know exactly what you it's, need. It yeah. was crazy. It was unreal. Yeah. yeah. Very very knowledgeable staffs out out in those places too. It's it's really cool. But anyway, so back to this Brewers uh, debauchery guy here. Uh, first thing we need to talk about is that the Brewers security. Remember that guy who walked right in during the pandemic and carved his name on the field. He like took over like a fucking do, yeah. a backhoe or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Totally ripped up the fucking field. This is very similar. It's he like, commandeered. How does this guy fucking get stole in? a tractor and like just did some shit? I mean, it's just crazy. So a a Brewers strength coach actually said that a bunch of items were taken um, from his office, which is uh, a work uh, backpack, his laptop, two iPods. Who has a fucking Dang. iPod anymore? Oh god damn it! He had a Walkman too. Who's a Walkman anymore? Um, two pairs of headphones. I, his passport, I guess, was stolen too. This guy has cassettes in there. Two, and shit. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you know what? That's actually good. That's a that's a good uh, point, though. Is that a Brewer strength coach? Anybody as a part of the Brewers that travels would need a passport because they do travel to Canada oh, yeah, for sure yep. for some games. Um, a bunch of sunglasses were stolen from him. A credit card, personal notebooks, and calendars. Jesus. Why um, would you steal the dude's passport? That's shitty. Two items were actually removed from head skipper Craig Council's office, including a jersey and a shaving kit. Jesus Christ, man. This guy, this guy needed to shave his balls, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Dude, he, he needed to trim his bush. He needed a manscape. So we don't have a ton of information on this, which is why, you know, we could sit here and go on for days and talk about what this guy stole, all that that, that kind of stuff. But in, in reality, it's not going to be... It was a drunk dude, passed out in the bush, right. went into the stadium that somehow right. was unlocked oh, yeah. or somehow he broke the lock or right. whatever, stole some shit. Did some terrible shit. And, and I guess he's now facing up to 12 and a half years in prison uh, and a fine up to $25,000. Damn, that's crazy. Um, it, it just a lot of really st- stupid stuff for for something like this. You know, you're, you're not going to get away with it. There's security cameras fucking everywhere inside Miller Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, or AmFam Field, rather. You're not getting away with it. And so what, what purpose... Does it serve? You right, know? exactly. So he actually went into the team's clubhouse, not Bernie's team. club, not Bernie's. Yeah, team I, clubhouse. Dude, if I was going to break into Miller Stadium, I'd go right to Bernie's thing and slide down once. If I'm going to have to face 12 years in jail, I'm going down Bernie's slide once. And my guess is, you know, the, the 12 and a half years is, is because of all the, the burglaring he did. Oh, yeah. If you were just breaking and entering and going down the slide. He did a simple B and E you with might, the slide. You might do a year. Or, or face a year, but then you'll probably end up just on probation. So it's, like, not even that big of a deal. What does it take to go down the slide once? Like, I like you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. If I've I, seen... How many... How did many you see jail- that one, uh, the the um, the news reporter that went down the slide? And he broke his fucking... Tore his ACL. That guy's not going to be a Bernie mascot anytime. I know. So this and guy you, sucks. And do you know why? It's, like, because the slide at the bottom point where it comes from the top, then you slide all the way out to the bottom. And at the bottom... It's even with the floor. Oh, so like the stop. So Bernie, Bernie has this ability to slide down and basically go from um, a slide stance to like fluidly standing up. So does, I'm guessing he has like padding though. It's a mascot costume, so he's probably padding on his ass and shit, and like Maybe. padding on his legs. I don't know. 
But Bernie's the shit, dude. I love the Brewers. If if Bernie in that costume isn't just fucking totally blitzed, I'm gonna be dude, really upset. I'm telling you, there's shit that goes down in that clubhouse we don't know about. Like up you know, in that, up he's in hiding that up there. He's not doing much. He's he's sipping beers, has some hoes, gambling. He's doing all kinds of greasy stuff. You know, Bernie is right. I mean, he's a sick mustache. You know, he's dishing out mustache rides, right? He's doing sick fucking handlebar rides. Oh my god, you can have two girls on that stash, right? And and now his new the the the, the when Miller Park opened, they gave Bernie a new house, which is obviously oh, why nice. we're talking about how um, the old chalet is at Lakefront Brewery. Yep, that kind of shit. Um, the one that used to go down into like the you know the big old wooden barrel of beer. Um, that whole tower is gone. It, it now resides at uh, at Lakefront. But they gave him a new house, new slide, all this new stuff. And then within the last two years, uh, they they made the Bernie's new home look very similar to the old chalet. Oh, cool. So it's, it's actually really, really cool. It's like classic bring back kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. So they t- paid total homage it's to... It's kind of like that old German-style architecture. Yep. Yeah, with uh, a red roof to... Uh, pay homage to American Family, which is now the the namesake, the sponsor Am-fam. for that. It actually looks like an American Family kind of house. Right? It does, like, yeah. yeah. Like you could go to the small town. It's like a and German like, Amfam house. Yeah, basically, it's really rad. And you know what? I, I'm I'm really happy for uh, for the Brewers. Uh, I, I'm, really, I'm a huge Brew Crew fan. I yeah, always have been. I mean, I'm, like you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. Like you never were proud to wear a Brew Crew thing because people make fun of you or Bucks. But like, dude, Bucks are badass. Like it's okay to wear Bucks. It's okay to wear Brewers now. Like they're yeah. good teams. And they're not bad. I'm really, I'm really just happy that you know the run that they made back in 2018, uh, how deep they got. They got within a game of of the World Series. I'm just really proud, and it sucks that somebody yes. puts this puts you know in in the headlines you know uh, this this terrible thing about breaking in and stealing shit. So this guy's like a total d bag. Like me, if I broke in, what was the one thing you do? You go to Bernie's Clubhouse and slide down once and get the hell yeah. out of there. I'd right? see if there's like if they have any nacho stuff left over. Oh or, or yeah, sausages. hell yeah. Gra- grab a dog. Grab a slide hot dog. down that sucker and get out of there. Yeah, maybe check the beer. If taps. I'm if I'm gonna spend a year in jail for doing that, I'm going down the slide. Yeah, you check know the what I mean? beer taps. See if you can get a couple free beers. Not a big deal, right? But, um, but so what do you think, man? Stealing people's iPods and Walkmans. Yeah, and I shit, mean that's I just mean, greaseball. I mean that's that just guy like, sucks that he still has an iPod and a fucking Walkman because who the fuck has that shit anymore? Right, but, like who has cassette decks anymore? No, yeah, it's you fucking know? ridiculous. But what what do we got here? So we got drunk man Bush. He's hitting yeah. the bush. And now he says he says he had ten beers. It's not fucking possible. I don't know. You know, like what, I only what is know, he drinking? Though? If he's drinking Miller Lite, he's faking it though. Because yeah. like Miller Lite, I don't get drunk off ten beers. No, like I get buzz as shit. You but give I'm, me a thirty rack, I might get there. I'll, I'll in case, dude. I'll do a whole twelver in one day, no give problem. Me a, give me a cube, and I can I can do thirty beers in a day, no problem for sure, easily of a Miller Lite. Yeah, of course, like a Miller Bud Lite, Light kind like, of thing. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know what this guy's drinking here. I mean, All to right. do stupid shit like this, maybe he's drinking Lokes. If he, if he only had ten of of anything and, and he's in this status passing out in bushes and then waking up and robinson he it had to have been something deeper than than just your your light beer and maybe that's the case and and we don't know exactly so what it was that he was drinking but so i think he's i think he's you talking meth crash it could be it could be you're talking meth here you're we talking you get you're going to the dark side we don't know okay i mean i i don't want to put this on him i don't want to project this onto this guy but we don't have a mugshot. We can't see fucked. his teeth. If he he's doesn't fucked. have any teeth, we could know. Well, yeah, sure. if he's got scabs and shit, scabs and, and we scratches know. and stuff. But so what do we got here, man? I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna go high because I, I, I feel I like mean, he's he lying to, about ten to. beers. And and I think to pass on some bushes. You you also like, have you have a primary doctor that you see, right? Yeah, for sure. You go and get your yearly physical. That oh yeah, thing. yeah. So that guy always asks you, you know, do you drink? Yeah, you say yes. I drink on the weekends. But then what is he? Yeah, exactly. So you say that. You say on the weekends. Yeah, socially, right? No, we don't. We drink heavy. Like on the weekends, we drink heavy. Yeah. But even, even yeah. like even like on a Friday night, man. Like yeah, yeah. I get home from work. I'm stressed so out from a shitbag work week. I'm we're just technically lying to that guy. I guess. No, we are. Hundred percent. You think so? Drinking socially. Am I would in have, denial over here, dude? We all are in the whole state of Wisconsin. We're all in fucking denial. Social drinking is one to like four cocktails for the whole like week. Jesus, that's low. Exactly. <laughs> that's so real low. What I'm saying is we're all fucking in denial, maybe, but also just like we're we're, we're trying to cover it up a bit. We're trying to be like, oh, I don't drink that fucking much. No, we do. I've Did, got from last night. I've got fucking 
uh, 12 cans of, of fucking seltzer sitting here. Jesus. You know, nice. that, that I drank and playing Nintendo and just hanging out and, you know, whatever. But so this is kind of unrelated, but did you see the article about UK thinking they could out drink the United States? Yeah. And then Wisconsin stepped up and these guys are like they giving can't. them shit, dude. They cannot. They can't. There's your, no the fucking one, way. The one guy's like, you'd piss your pants and cry to your mom. <laughs> I was yeah. laughing. I was like, oh, man. That's so true because we can drink like a moth, especially in the wintertime. I mean, like. Things are closed down in Wisconsin. There's not a lot going on. When ice it's fishing. Like, yeah. Have you ever ice fished without drinking a whole oh, fucking case of beer? Absolutely not. No. I drink. I brought. I bring. A, I bring a whole cooler with with twelve beers. I piss directly into the fucking hole. Oh yeah, dude. I'll piss in a bass mouth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a fucking R. Kelly treatment, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you got you got your three tip ups out there per uh, per regulation. Then you've got your jig hole that you're fucking working on, and you're pissing in the jig hole. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. I mean, there's nowhere else to piss out there. No. You're not going to piss outside your area. You're just going to no. piss right in the hole. It's just going to go right I'm not going to go out in the fucking wind unless my tip up is is tripped. Dude, I mean every like shit's hard to piss when it's that cold anyways cuz your stuff's yeah. so small like just kind of turns sucks. into an icicle coming I know, right, right out. Dude, of it looks like a fucking acorn when you look at yourself. Like, yeah. Dude, this sucks. Yeah. Like no girl would like, man, it's like George so, on the fr- uh Seinfeld episode. I was in the jump. pool. I was in the pool. Yeah. It was small. That's basically how um, it looks in the in the wintertime here. So, so this is what we've got. I, I, I think I'm going on the high side because I think that this guy's in denial. I think okay. he's lying about so how much he had. I do have a number, sir. I had yeah. it in the beginning. Like right away, I knew kind of in that area. Eric, do you want to go on three, two, one? Yeah. Why don't you count it off? So three, two, one, 20. 21. I was going 20. So we go 20 yeah. and a half local. I think that's appropriate yeah. for this guy. 20 and a half for the 12 and a half years in prison he's going to spend. That's, <laughs> you know what? This guy made a mistake. Eric, if we break in the Miller Stadium, Miller Stadium, keep an eye out. We're going down Bernie's slide. That's all we're doing. We're leaving. Yeah, we're not. Don't give us I'm a not fine. Carve just, my name. No, we're not going to do stuff. We're not going to like poop somewhere. Like pee. I might poop things. if I have to. You gonna poop? Might do it in the toilet. Okay. I'm just saying if I have to. If but, I have to. And we might grab a dog. So don't give us 12 hmm. years for that. We might grab a dog. I'll we leave five bucks on the counter. Yeah. We might grab a dog. We might grab a craft brew, and then we're yeah. sliding down this slide. We'll get out of there. Well, we we're just, gonna leave. We're gonna leave. You know, the appropriate amount of money right on the counter. It's not a big deal. We'll write a little note on a on a piece of paper, you know. Right. I'm sure we all have a CVS. I owe you. I was drunk. I had to go down Bernie's slide, bud. Yeah. Like that's all I'm gonna say. I owe you. We got a Walgreens or CVS receipt that's 42 miles long that we can write on and yeah, just let them sure. know. Like, hey, yeah. there's somewhere in the back we, pocket there. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm serious. Like, I'll write a note being like, hey, dude, I took a you know a Johnsonville dog and and uh, I sucked back a couple Millers and. Here's you know fucking forty bucks. I left right? the Bratsky. I flush it. And I did gone. take and I and you know what I did? I went down the slide. Okay. Yeah, I mean and I didn't wipe so good. So I'm there's not, a brown. Streak I didn't going steal down anything. I stole a deal. dog. I paid for it. I went down the slide. Tore and my left. fucking ACL. Got out of there. Yeah, I <laughs> wrecked my shit and bailed. <laughs> so Eric, uh, do you want to lawn or this motherfucker? It's yeah. uh, tw- <laughs> tw- tw- twenty point five loco. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.